the martyrdom of St. John the Baptizer, August 29th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you gave your servant, John the Baptist, to be the forerunner of your Son, Jesus Christ, in both his preaching of repentance and his innocent death. Grant that we who have died and risen with Christ in holy baptism may daily repent of our sins, patiently suffer for the sake of the truth, and fearlessly bear witness to his victory over death. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for the martyrdom of St. John the Baptizer is from the Revelation of St. John, the sixth chapter. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who would be killed as they were, was completed. This is the word of the Lord. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The epistle is from St. Paul's first letter to the Romans, the sixth chapter. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Now King Herod heard of Jesus, for his name had become well known. And he said, John the Baptist is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. Others said, It is Elijah. And others said, It is the prophet, or like one of the prophets. But when Herod heard, he said, This is John, whom I beheaded. He has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had sent and laid hold of John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. 
Because John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Then an opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a feast for his nobles, the high officers, and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias's daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. So she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. Yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took away his corpse and laid it in a tomb. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Amen. If thou but trust in God to guide thee, 
and hope in him through all thy ways. He'll give thee strength whate'er betides thee, and bear thee through the evil days. Who trusts in God's unchanging love, builds on the rock that not can move. What can these anxious cares avail thee, these never-ceasing moans and sighs? What can it help if thou bewail thee, or each dark moment as it flies. Our cross and trials do but press the heavier for our bitterness. Be patient and await his leisure, in cheerful hope, with heart content, to take whate'er thy Father's pleasure, and his discerning love hath sent. Nor doubt your inmost wants are known, to him who chose us for his own. God knows full well when times of gladness shall be the needful thing for thee. When he has tried thy soul with sadness, and from all guile has found thee free. He comes to thee all unaware, and makes thee own his loving care. Nor think amid the fiery trial, that God hath cast thee off unheard, that he whose hopes meet no denial must surely be of God preferred. Time passes and much change doth bring, and sets a bound to everything. All are alike before the highest, tis easy for our God we know, to raise thee up though low thou liest, to make the rich man poor and low. True wonder still by him are wrought, who setteth up and brings to naught. 
Sing, pray, and keep his ways unswerving. Perform thy duties faithfully, and trust his word, though undeserving. Thou yet shalt find it true for thee. God never yet forsook in need those soul that trusted him indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then an opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a feast for his nobles, the high officers, and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias's daughter herself came in and danced, and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, up to half my kingdom. So she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. Yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head be brought, and he went and beheaded him in prison, and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. This is the word of the Lord. The man seeks a head to save face. The man would rather have blood on his hands than egg on his face. The man would rather fear the opinions of man than the wrath of God. The Tetrarch, King Herod, and St. John the Baptizer could not be more different. These two men on their opposing ways also serve as illustrations to you of the way of life and of the way of death. Herod was an incestuous man, born of an incestuous family, living in an incestuous marriage. He liked St. John the Baptizer for the same reason a crowd likes a celebrity. They are entertained. He listens to St. John's words, but he does not hear. He lives as a brutish, incestuous, lust-driven hedonist, so he does not live at all. At his birthday feast, Herod was given a choice. Stay strong and look weak, or look strong and stay weak. After having his crotch tickled through his eyes, by the sensual dance of his own niece and stepdaughter Salome, he vainly promised to give that young woman anything for which she asked. 
coerced by her mother, angry at John's offensive words preached against her sin, Salome demanded the angry death of John. He was killed because one vile woman was offended that he called her sin what it was, and for his crime he was murdered with no charge, with no trial, with no jury, with no rights, and with no defense, by a man with no morals, with no shame, and with no courage. What choice did Herod have? Stay strong and protect John, looking weak by reneging on his word, or kill John as a weakling to look strong in front of his gathered guests. Blood or egg? A man of God or a God of men? The guaranteed wrath of God or the potential scorn of humanity. The price of his face is steep, but he is willing to pay because he is a coward. The blood of his own cowardly father, him who slaughtered the innocents of Bethlehem, beats fiercely within his veins. So killing John it is, weakness it is, the world it is, wrath and death it is. Make no mistake, those who kill the saints of the Lord will indeed receive a harsh sentence. If the blood of Abel cried out to the throne of heaven for judgment, how much more so will the blood of the holy innocents, the blood of St. John, the baptizer, and the blood of all the martyrs of the church cry out from under the altar for justice, for vengeance. And how much more will God grant it? Yet on the other path opposite Herod is St. John the Baptizer, born miraculously of one who was called barren, leaping in the womb at the presence of Christ, bearing the name that means God is gracious and proclaiming and preparing the way of the Lord. His choice was the same as Herod's. He may choose to be strong and to be despised as weak, or he may look strong to hide his inner weakness. John chooses wisely by the power of faith in the word of God made flesh, he dies in glory and in victory, though the world laughs at the shameful sight. His is the way of life. Herod's, the way of death. Now the torch of choice passes to you. Which way will you walk? Will you, with St. John the Baptizer, trust in Christ Receive him in flesh and blood, proclaim him even unto death? Will you die in strength as a weak fool of Christ, or will you seek to preserve your life in weakness of flesh? Will you fear 
the objectivity of God and exclusivity of holiness? For you cannot live with feet in both camps. You cannot walk two ways. Will you fear calling sin, sin? Will you fear offending friends and family, neighbors and colleagues by your devotion to Christ? Will you hide your Christianity when you think you must or when it is demanded of you? Will you give in to the cancel culture around you and condemn like Herodias, like Salome, like Herod, all without trial, without charge, without mercy, without love? Will you relinquish the gospel for the sake of your life? Will you gladly wear the names of bigots, homophobes, transphobes, and hypocrites? Will you risk losing your job, your livelihood, your income, and your possessions, all for upholding the truth of Christ? Or will you pay the blood price to keep egg off your face? Will you pay 30 pieces of silver to be rid of the headache your faith in Christ causes you in this world. Where has the church been? Where has the church been while modern Herods sacrifice one million modern innocents every year? Who stood up for the voiceless and were unafraid to face the backlash? Where has the church been while modern incestuous lust-fueled Herods affirm any form of sexual deviancy? Who stood up for sexuality and the body, unafraid to be ostracized? Where has the church been while modern progressives continue to stamp out tenets of the faith? Who stood up for the truths of Christ, unafraid to face taxes and fines? Where has the church been as secular authorities board up churches and deny the sacraments simply because they fear the possibility of death? Who stood up and denied Caesar the things that are God's, unafraid to face imprisonment and persecution? Where has the church been as the world demands she cause no offense, but acquiesce to the spirit of the age. Who stood up in and for the spirit of truth, condemning the inoffensive with the offensive word of God, unafraid of losing rostered members, societal status, or even relationships? The church talks big talk, but her Christians have much for which to repent. For you have loved your family, your friends, your relationships, your health and safety, your goods and income, and the like, more than you have loved God. Repent. Herod did not when he was confronted by his sins, but his way of death is a lesson to you, and you need not pay for his sins. What shall we say then? 
Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Hell no. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? My dear children, the feasts of the martyrs are not about recalling with fondness departed loved ones. These are feast days of the church militant, not of the church complacent. Let the world try to break your families. Let them take your jobs. Let them take your arms, your goods, your reputation, your freedom, and your rights. Let them take it all. Let them hate you. Let them mock you and scorn you. Let them beat you and ridicule you. Let them call you uninspired names. What does it matter? What have you lost? If the ascetic life of the saint who wore camel hair and ate locusts and wild honey teaches you anything, it is that wealth and worth are not found in anything this world can offer. Let them take your life. Let them take your head. It is better to have egg on your face before the heavenly throne than blood on your hands. And it is better to have the blood of Christ upon your heart than the blood of man upon your palms. Do not seek heads to save face. Instead, seek the face of God and be willing to lose your own head. The way of death is marked by those saving face and skin and life. The way of life is marked by death. Follow the way of life. For on this way, loss is gain and death is not death. Follow the way of life. Follow your brother, St. John the Baptizer. Hear him and let him prepare your hearts even now that in repenting you may turn to Christ and follow him into death and through his death into life everlasting. Endure just a little while longer, dear children, until all things are completed and this your Lord and Savior returns for you. Endure just a little while longer with your eyes fixed upon nothing else but the crucified Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Spirit to preserve the Church, his own creation, for defense against all heresies and schisms, for peace and unity, for strength of faith, resolve of will, and boldness of confession among all Christians, for a right desire for purity and sanctity, for Christ to dwell in every home by prayer, and for an increase in devotion among the saints of God, let us pray to the Lord. For the people of Christendom, that residing within the church they would inhabit a city of God set apart from the world, for all bishops and pastors, that they would remain steadfast in their callings to preach, teach, and administer the sacraments faithfully, 
for an increase of laborers to send into the harvest, and for the strength to rebel against the spirit of this age, let us pray to the Lord. For all who suffer for the sake of the gospel, especially the Christians of Afghanistan, that the body of Christ, yet separated by land and sea, may remain united in fasting, prayer, and devotion, resolving in faith to lose all for the sake of Christ, thereby gaining the treasures of heaven, following the example of faith set by St. John the Baptizer and by all the other blessed martyrs. Let us pray to the Lord. For a spirit of love and charity to abound within this nation, for prosperity and peace, for an end to all sedition, rebellion, hatred, and scorn, for wisdom to all who rule, especially to Joseph, our president, and Michael, our governor, that they may lead in honesty for the betterment of our people, for truth and justice, for the defense of the innocent, and for concord among all nations. Let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from every sin, error, evil, discord, and strife, for an end to all war and bloodshed, for the work of God to chasten and to heal, for true humility in faith, for the conversion of the pagans and the return of the apostate, for the destruction of the proud and the upright, and blessing to the meek, and for forgiveness and repentance to our persecutors, slanderers, and enemies. Let us pray to the Lord. For mercy to the sinful, for provision to the innocent, the widow, the orphan, the homeless, the abused, and the needy. For the comforter to heal the downtrodden, to raise up the brokenhearted, to embrace all victims of violence and suffering, and give joy to the depressed and peace to the anxious, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing touch of Christ, our good physician, for the hands of Christ's healing work, all doctors, nurses, surgeons, emergency responders, and all other medical professionals, for all who suffer ailments of body or soul, especially Gordon, Sandra, Daryl, Sherry, Creed, Ken and Barbara, Jeremy, Janine, Judy, Bob, Jessica, Barbara, Jim, Emmett, Patrick, and Creed. For those near death, for comfort to those who mourn, and in eager expectation of the last day and the return of the Christ, let us pray to the Lord. We give you thanks, Holy Father, for your holy name, which you have caused to dwell within our hearts, and for the knowledge of faith and immortality that you have made known to us through Jesus, your servant. Remember your church, O Lord, to deliver it from all evil and to make it perfect in your love. From the four winds, gather the church that has been sanctified into your kingdom, which you have prepared for it. For yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.